Hello everyone, welcome back to TikTok, the mess that is my mind. Just got in from a walk where I had to pick up an old lady off of the sidewalk. Not a regular occurrence, but also not an irregular occurrence in my life. It's the second time I've had to do it since moving to Toronto. Yeah, long story short, walking lion. I'm just, you know, talking to this girl and, you know, her cute little puppy and we look to our side and this old lady has just like collapsed out of nowhere and fallen. She seems to have hurt in her wrist. She's like, oh, it's most definitely broken, but the emergency room is the last place I want to go. So she calls, like, we, we managed to, like, I physically am, like, hugging her around the ribs and, like, you know, picking her up and using all of my leg strength to help her because she's just so disoriented and out of it. And uh, so she called her friend. Her friend came to pick her up and and all was well, but... Yeah, it's just, it's crazy out there. People are, you know, just collapsing, apparently, and just, you know, hopefully she didn't just, like, get the vaccine earlier today. <laughs> Who knows? And, uh, yeah, it reminded me of when I first moved to Toronto. You know, I was a bank teller. It's a job. I say I wouldn't wish this job on my worst enemy, being a bank teller. Uh, please be nice to service providers, especially those that work at a bank and have to deal with people face to face all the all the time it sucks and you know especially when um you know it's it's just a really trying job but nonetheless for um you know those first few months when I moved to Toronto I got into a really good routine of you know walking line before bed and you know winding down before the night and you know I was like I, I, I would always get super stoned before my walk and stare off at the CN Tower because when you first move here and I mean, when you when you visit here, or really, I mean, it, it's still shiny, as I say. The shine has still not worn off on, like, the, seeing the CN Tower and just the Toronto skyline. It's gorgeous. I mean, some people would beg to differ, but again, it's still shiny to me, and it was ever so shiny the night that I was walking Lion and was super stoned, and then this lady full-on collapsed right in front of me. Again, like, it's... <laughs> I don't know what it is with, uh, you know, me just... You know, I, I get along famously with, with older ladies, but um, but I don't need to see them collapsing on the street because it just, like, freaks me out. Like, even earlier today when I saw that, I, or, you know, just now when I saw that, I had to call my grandma and just check in and be like, okay, I'm about to record a podcast. I don't want to, you know, talk for super long, but, like, this just happened and, you know, I hope you're okay. Because if it happened to my grandma, God forbid, knock on wood here, knock, knock, knock. If, God forbid, it happened to my grandma, I would sure hope that somebody would stop to help her, you know? And and even just now, like, there was a man that came up to us and was like, oh, do you guys need any help? And we're like, no, we, we seem to have gotten under control. It's like, oh, are you COVID tested? Like, he's just asking all these, in my opinion, really stupid questions. Like, sir, like, in all honesty, if this was your mom collapsing on the floor, would you question everybody if they were COVID tested to help pick her up off of the street? No. You would be like, come on, people, I need help. Like, let's... Anyway. And then the poor lady who claims to, like, oh, my wrist is most definitely broken, but the emergency room is the last place she wants to go. Like, this world is so ass-backwards... But I'll try to refrain from going on a super big tangent about uh, 
about how everything is just madness. It's a mad world. It's totally not so out there. There's tension. There's tension in the air out there. Where, where, you know, where do you go to escape all of this, right? Like, I'm so over Toronto. I'm so over paying this ridiculous amount of rent that I pay every single month to not even have a backyard. Or like I said last week, I don't even have a balcony. I just have rooftop access, which is still awesome. I get to see the Toronto skyline that I just claim to love. But also, um, yeah, yeah, like I said, what am I holding out for? Because... Everyone's working from home. I'm paying way too much money to be in this home. I'd rather have a like a home that feels more like a home that I have more space in and that I have more, um, you know, just I can make it more my own. When you rent, you, there's only so much you can do to uh, to personalize the place. I love I love my apartment. It's it is my home. I you know, but it's. Geographically, I'm really questioning where I should be and where I need to be because I don't know if Toronto is really it for me anymore. You know, she checked all the boxes a couple years ago, but now she's uh, she's only checking a couple off. And there's, I think, other places that could suit me a little bit better. And, uh, and maybe those places don't have old ladies collapsing on the street that, you know, that I need to, <laughs> that I need to pick up. Not that I have an issue with that. I mean, I'm, I like to think I'm really kind and caring and empathetic and compassionate and, you know, I'm so great, whatever. But, yeah, like, we need to be helping more people out. And, I mean, I'm, I'm one to, I'm one to talk. Like, what, what have I done today or, you know, this whole week? You know, we, we need to help each other out a little bit more. <laughs> I, uh, like I said... I, I've been attending some workshops for freelancers and uh, entrepreneurs and I connected with this really cool lady who uh, we had a virtual coffee chat earlier this week and it was so I've never met with a business coach before that's what she does she's a freelance business coach and so we had a session together where we explored my inner saboteur and the the joker as I kept calling it it's sort of the, if you're unfamiliar with the inner saboteur, it's this voice in your head, your inner critic, you know, I, I kept, it's, mine always laughs at me like, oh, you decided to do art all night, you decided to paint until 3am, you know, you should have been doing all this other stuff, you know, oh, it's, it's funny that you think, you know, venting on the podcast, you know, it just, my inner saboteur really likes to, like, sort of like mock me. I mean, he, he means well, you know, and that's something that, that Joanne, that the business coach helped me explore is that the, the inner critic does mean well. Everyone has one, you know, we can't just totally shut them out. But what would be more beneficial is by taking, like, what, what are they trying to teach you? You know, the voice might be negative, predominantly negative, and you might hear, uh, oh, Jennifer, like, what a waste of your time. Oh, Jennifer, you should be, you know, how disorganized and whatever the heck he they might be saying. But if you can sort of take the teachings from what he has to say, like, you know, like, wow, you're so capable of doing so much stuff, you know, like, who knows, who knows, but just try and transform the verbiage that's going through your mind. And again, I'm one to talk. 
I have a lot of should statements. I should be doing this or, you know, the, the way that I speak naturally isn't the most positive towards myself, reinforcing and, and encouraging. And it's something I'm working on, being impeccable with my word. And um, anyway, exploring with the business coach, just this idea of my inner saboteur was really healing because I feel like although I am throwing myself at so much, I have to pull back and organize and prioritize in order to, you know, keep keep walking the walk towards that goal. Because right now I'm like, I do feel really overwhelmed. I'm like, okay, I got to get a podcast out. I want to get some more clips out. Like I want to gain some more traction. I want to, you know, I, I spoke last week about how I'm trying this whole like bikini model influencer thing. I don't even know what the heck I'm doing over there. But you know, we got to get content for that page out. We got to, there's stuff on the go here. So it's easy to feel overwhelmed. I'd rather feel overwhelmed than lost. But the overwhelm can meet with organization and prioritizing. And, and maybe I can live my life with a little bit more ease, if you will. So, so yeah, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, now that I've sort of wound down on the therapy maybe I'm gonna go into like life coach business coach but I found that session to be way more conversational ironically as opposed to therapy I I find and it it might just be you know the current therapist that I was seeing but I found therapy to be really just self-guided I was really having conversations with myself which is which is amazing I you know they would ask the right questions, I would reflect inward, I would have a conversation with myself that somebody else just seemed to be, you know, attending. So, so I think that, you know, with the business coach, it was just more conversational, we did some, like, ex, like, we did a, a mini breathing exercise, you know, she was able to send me over some resources to bounce off of, it was, um, it was really constructive and I found it to be re- really beneficial. So yeah, and, and especially to explore my uh, my joker and inner saboteur, which I think we can all identify and maybe have a conversation with. They say, you know, when you're meditating, you know, he'll, you know, talk to your inner child. You know, I'm going to be talking to my inner saboteur. Hello, I'm, I'm here to meditate and become one with you so we can work together and accomplish everything and you can, you know... <laughs> Because I love, I love the, the sense of humor that my Joker has. Really funny. You know, I, I, yeah, but, and he means well, like I said, but we can, uh, we can tone down the negativity and, and separate the, uh, the teachings and the learnings from him. <laughs> also on the, the coffee chat that I had with her, she introduced me to my new favorite word, malaise. And, and I've then taken that to the malaise haze. So I think that's what we're all feeling. She said, you know, you and, you and society alike are feeling this malaise that has come over all of us. And I was like, what? What is that word? I love it. And if it's French. That's why I love it. You know, I love French beer, French vocabulary. You can find me in the south of France when uh, the world has come to a, you know, a little bit of a calmer place. (laughs) Malaise is a general feeling of discomfort, illness, or uneasiness whose exact cause is difficult to identify. Wow, 
Wow. Snaps. I can relate to that. My goodness. Yes, guys, the malaise haze. That's what we're all smoking on. That's what we're all feeling is is this malaise haze, this feeling of general uneasiness. That's just what it is. There's the answer. <laughs> but no, it's uh it's true. We all we're all, you know, some of us doing better than others, but we all have better days. I mean, the weather in Toronto the past few days has been really gloomy and rainy, which is a vibe. But also, it's uh, it can be a little trying if you're just naturally feeling down and then you look outside and it's super gloomy. It's just, well, sheesh, I'm going to go back to bed then. You know, you eat a good meal and you're like, hey, it's, I guess it's bedtime. <laughs> um, or you can try and fill your time with like podcasting, get an Instagram going. If content creation isn't your thing, read a book. I mean, we all know this inside of ourselves, but you know, even before I started recording today, I just wasted I easily half an hour on TikTok. I need to follow suit with Nav, my good friend Nav, and just delete the app off of my phone. I love it so much. I do love TikTok because it shows you that so many other people are sharing the lived experiences that, that you're sh sharing. And if you're going through hard times, you can go on that app and the algorithm and the little robots that listen to us on our phone will just curate all these videos that are so necessary for you to watch. And, and you just feel so connected on the app, which I think is really cool. I think a lot of social media fosters a lot of disconnection. But uh, TikTok just brings... You know, it, it just knows you, you know, you like I, I've, I've found my way to crazy corners of TikTok, like I'm sure we all have, but it's so perfect for us and our individual selves. But each little trip in TikTok land, you kind of lose a little bit of your individuality because you're like, oh shit, there's so many other people who do the same thing and, you know, think the same way that I do. So a little, you know, take that as you will, but... I also want to pose a question. I'm, uh, you know, I'm. how are we all making money right now? Seriously, are we all, like, f girls out there, mid-twenties, living in a big city, what are we doing to make money? <laughs> because, like, are we all selling fee picks? Like, can you let me in on this secret? How are we all maintaining, y you know? Because it's, we've all got to, like, be on the latest trends and, like, keep a cute roof over our head and, like, eat all the avocado toast and the spirulina and, like, the face products and, like, the, my dog has his, the vet and the, the, how are we doing this? Are we all, like I said, selling feet pics? Because, like, I have bunions. I don't really have, like, cute feet, you know? Like, is there, like, a section, like, a little bunion fetish section that I can that I can like, you know, take the top charts at because yeah, I, I don't really want to do the OnlyFans thing, but I'll do like a weird f like foot thing is that it's like kind of worlds colliding there. It's all the same, one and the same. I'm sure people have OnlyFans just for their feet. But yeah, how are we all making money? Do we all have like big well-paying corporate jobs plus side hustles plus brand deals? Like what are we just genuinely curious? Recently, I've been trying to get back into meditating. I, I know 
I, I know how hard it is, but it really is so beneficial, especially if you, like me, suffer from anger issues. I think in general, I do have, you know, now that a lot of other childhood trauma and issues have like been dealt with I think the main issue that has come forth is like this anger management this general reactive temper that I have so I, I try to meditate in order to you know reel that in 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 addition to like a lot of other exercising but something that I've been reminded of because of Russell Brand uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of him if you haven't he's uh definitely an acquired taste but he's been posting some meditation videos he has a podcast he he does a lot of really cool stuff so check him out but something he's reintroduced into my life which is work that I've done previously with a therapist is tapping and just general energy work where you actually are tapping different parts of your body for those of you listening via audio, I'm literally tapping parts of my body. But you're tapping to connect inward to different parts of your body. And it's so, it's so powerful. It's so cool. So look into tapping. There's so many different practices of meditation. There, there's not always just sitting there and breathing. I find I, depending on my mood... I love sitting still and breathing and just simply doing that and, and going inward. But then there's other times when I do need some movement incorporated. Like I do, like I find running to be extremely meditative. I find just even stretching, just like breathing and stretching. So yoga essentially is, you know, it helps me connect. But when I just want to sit there and really work through, you know, an issue or, you know, just really sit with something. I find tapping to be what I want to do. There's also the karate chop, the butterfly hug. These are all different forms of tapping that help you just simply go inward and, and reconnect with your energy. So I suggest that if you're having trouble sleeping, if you're feeling like, oh, sh my emotions, uh, uh, I'm getting heightened, I'm going, I'm about to go crazy and pop off, tap it out. Tap, 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 tap. That's that. It's like that. Tap, tap, tap in. Tap it out. Tap it out. Chop it out. Tap it out. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> not sure if I've spoke about this on the podcast or not. If it's a repeat, fuck it. I want to talk about diet. A little controversial... I, you know, I became a vegetarian at, I think, the age of 12 because I, you know, I was like, oh, I, I was just very mindful of, oh, I want to not eat a cow or a chicken or a pig. I was very mindful of what animal I was eating. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. So I made the decision at 12 years old to become a vegetarian for the first time. It didn't last very long. I don't remember how long it lasted. I'm sure I wasn't even a true vegetarian. But I do remember how it all ended. And that was when my grandmother made my favorite meal at the time. Roast beef, mashed potatoes, and then like a mix of carrots, broccoli, and peas. Ooh. Mmm. Chef's kiss. That was 
find me find me at a young age wanting nothing but that so she made it for me i couldn't say no i had to eat it she she knew my weak spot and she infiltrated she went in with the roast beef and she just cut that vegetarianism right off and um and it was whatever you know i i was I still, even to this day, you know, I, I still am aware of like, oh my gosh, it's a, it's, if you're eating beef, it's a cow, if you're eating pork, it's a pig, so on and so forth. And that just hurts my heart because cows are, like, I want a pet cow. I, I want to, not that I have to domesticate it, but I just love, the like, cows are just so pure and, and mammals have such, like, mammals have feelings. They know what's going on. They, they're just like you and I. They you know, they have a conscience, and they have emotions, and if I sound totally crazy to you, that's, that's fine. Totally, totally fine. And anyways, I was well aware of that in er at an early age. I went back to meat, explored, you know, being a vegetarian, and then eventually going, like, full vegan for a couple months. And then... I then went back to like vegetarian, pescatarian, and then I was just, now I'm just eating whatever the F I want, whatever the fuck I want, and I feel really good, it's the best I've felt in a very long time, and this isn't my way of saying if you're vegan, stop being vegan, if you're doing this, do that, whatever, I'm just saying diet is going to fluctuate, you know, eat what you want, listen to your body, it got to a point with me where I was, I was just done restricting myself and being like, oh, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> even when, you know, even when in reality, I did want to eat that. I did want to eat that burger. I did want to eat that, you know, pulled pork sandwich, whatever it was, right? So maybe it's the pandemic that made me ultimately go back to eating meat. I don't know, but it's just sort of this general life is short. I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want, whether it be cheese or meat or whatever. You won't really find me going out of my way to drink cow's milk. That's something that I'm just not into. I still get really grossed out about cow's milk, even though cheese is just a big block of cow's milk I don't know I just in my brain I can't do the cow's milk so you will notice if you watched last week's episode I had horrible roots and then like I said I was gonna take it upon myself to touch them up and I did that it looks great I feel fresh I even gave myself a little bit of a trim because yeah, you have to take shit into your own control and own power. And and I did that. And she did that. She feels great. She touched up her hair. She gave herself a haircut. She's doing it all in lockdown. But she's also, you know, just... I'm trying to remain optimistic. I am. She did that. She's feeling good. But one thing she hasn't done yet... And one thing she doesn't feel like doing anytime soon, at least today, if she doesn't feel like starting anytime soon, is that little tolerance break we were talking about last week. Yeah. I just love cannabis too much. I really do. <laughs> I really do. And, um, 
you know, so much so that I even did a cannabis-infused tequila experiment that turned out quite well, which I will get into in a, in a minute. But in regards to the tolerance break, yeah, that shit ain't for me right now. Maybe next week I'll, you know, feel differently. Maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what, no, I'm, I'm done. Today is the day I start. Who knows? But right now in this current moment, I'm so in love with Mary Jane and she is not leaving this bloodstream anytime soon. That's just how I feel. So a little update on that in case you were all like holding out for like, you know, this big mental clarity episode. It's coming. It's coming. I will do it. I will do it. But not today. <laughs> just not today. Okay? Not today. Putting it off. Putting it off. But one thing I don't want to put off is finding a product developer and getting cannabis-infused tequila out onto the shelves for the whole world to try. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not the first one to come up with it. I know for a fact it's out there. But I had collected a bunch of stems and little bits and bops that I didn't really know what to do with. I was doing a Google search, and yeah, you can bake with it, you can make a tea out of it. And then I came across a Reddit thread of people who had infused alcohol with stems and like, you know, leftover bits and bits and bops, I don't know what we're calling it, little bits and bites. So I shoved all those bits and bites in an old alcohol bottle poured tequila over top of it, sealed it airtight, let it sit for about a week, and then I made myself a lovely drink with my cannabis-infused tequila. And I have to say, it's delicious. It's the best cocktail I have ever made. And I have made a lot of really good cocktails. You know, I don't have anybody here to, you know, testify for that, but it, trust me, I make a mean cocktail especially a Paloma. I lo I'm a, you know, tequila sunrise, Paloma. I'm a tequila girl. You know, don't, <laughs> don't, don't try me with a good time. You know, I, I, know, I know how to make a good cocktail. Okay. Don't, don't test me on a tequila cocktail, but it's got like, I don't know, you know, it's it, the cannabis just when it's infused in the tequila, it's just a lot more earthy and, and like wood woodsy and just, I mean, it's, it tastes dank. It's just a dank tequila. <laughs> it's a dank drink. <laughs> and um, yeah, I can't wait to like make more dank drinks because I now have like my new favorite way of consuming alcohol and essentially, you know, getting crunk, I suppose. Is that what happens? I don't know, but it's, uh, I'm sure there are some like Canadian laws that you know, won't be able to pass the, uh, I'm sure I can f sell it on the black market maybe or something, find some way to, to get this like cannabis infused tequila out onto the black market and, uh, and get it into the, the cups of y'all because I tell you, I mean, I'm not currently drinking it here, but I tell you it's so good. A little grapefruit juice, a little ice, lime, lemon, and then the, you know, an ounce of you know, THC smoky tequila goodness. Oh, it's so good. But no, overall, just wanted to get a couple things off of my chest this week. I've been feeling 
a little bit heavier just because the weather's been gloomy, like I mentioned. That's my big excuse, but I have been productive. I have been taking things into my power, which is all we really can do at this time. It's driving me a little bit crazy to read the headlines about what's going on in Toronto and in Canada in general. We are the laughingstock of the world currently, and, you know, I don't necessarily want to stay silent anymore. I'm also not trying to be super outspoken and, like, shove my beliefs in people's faces. Um, but yeah, I just, um, it's kind of embarrassing how easy it is to brainwash an entire nation and, um... <laughs> Going on that, I just want to say thank you to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Just like every other week, it's been me venting, getting some things off of my chest, which is so healthy to do. So if you listen to this and haven't already subscribed and given it a like or commented or interacted with me and the TikTok social media, whether it be Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, we've got it all. We're out there. And, uh, and I just want to connect in this time of, like, great change. You know, I, I hope everyone out there, whoever is listening, I hope you guys are all feeling connected to yourselves and optimistic. I know each day brings different challenges and different emotions. And, and not that you need to hear from me, but all of your emotions are valid, okay? Your feelings are valid. We don't need anybody telling us that we're not allowed to feel a certain way, you know, and, and, and I'm just here to, to spread love and, and talk about my life and, and talk about what's on my mind. So if you enjoy it, if you found it to be entertaining, I would really appreciate it if you like the video, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, whatever, you know, whatever you can do to interact with TikTok. I really appreciate it, guys. <laughs> Peace and love, all the best, see you next week.